much for tuning in. Uh, each and every week, Zero Nation really appreciates those of you who do tune in each and every week because your support is most certainly important to the work that we're trying to do and we've been doing for the past three years. Uh, I'm excited about today's show. I have three uh, dynamic guests who are going to be on the Zero Nation today. You know, all of my guests uh, really care about the communities in which we live, and they really do a lot of work in advocating for uh, the, the rights and in and, and, and supporting uh, our community. Um, my first guest today is going to be Dr. Lathurius Doggett. He's the author and youth advocate. My second guest today is going to be uh, Professor Gloria Brown Marsh. I'm going to end the show with the always enthusiastic Phyllis Hodges, who is a wellness uh, expert. So uh, I'm going to begin the show. I've got my first guest on the line already. So, uh, Dr. Gargan, thank you so much for being a part of Lyria Nation. We really appreciate you. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I love what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and, and what you're doing, you know, speaking of what is being done, it is so important when we're talking about education and advocacy for youth. And so let's talk a little bit about, you know, you and then we'll talk uh, about the work that you do. You know, being that our station is located in Little Rock, Arkansas, we've got listeners all over the United States, all over the world. What, you know, the trouble is like to know, you know, something about your upbringing, where you're from. Well, uh, I actually originally uh, was born there in Grambling, Louisiana, not too far from uh, uh, Little Rock there. Okay, um, okay. Uh, that's where uh, my heart is, but I grew up uh, in Akron, Ohio. Uh, okay. We uh, spent most of my time here, graduated from high school here, went to college uh, in Northeastern Ohio. Okay, so you're from uh, LeBron James, uh, uh, birthplace. Yes, uh, that's what we later became the, the home place of LeBron James. Growing up, we were the, the, rubber, the rubber city okay. uh, and, and the home of Goodyear, but... Uh, Yes, but once LeBron left, and it, yeah, well, once LeBron got on the scene, we've been now the home of, of LeBron James. So just let's talk about you know you growing up in, in terms of music. Were you a lover of what kind of a habit growing up? Did you uh, uh, work around uh, young people? Or what gets you into the work that you're doing now? Uh, growing up. Well, really, um, it's kind of a family thing. Uh, my my grandfather was. A, a, uh, a justice of the peace, a uh, superintendent way back when. Uh, he was the first black man to vote in uh, in the parish. And so this whole story of, of being involved in the community and uh, and advocacy, my parents were, were uh, some of the first, well, one who sat in at a, I don't think it was a, a, a Holiday Inn there uh, at, in Buston. And so this whole advocacy and being involved in the community was just a part of the the, the family, was just part of the stories I heard, and, and was just you just understood it to be your responsibility to to be involved and to 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 seek out justice and to help people and to lead and doing those kinds of things. And important, of course, um, education being a very part part of that. You know, oftentimes, when people think about having speed and civil rights uh, for people, too oftentimes think about the stuff. In the state of Little Rock, Arkansas, Little Rock Nine, we got to think about those those movements that took place uh, uh, in the Midwest and other places around the East Coast and, and uh, the West Coast. We don't think about that too often. Well, just the, the, the simple things that you, you do in your family to show dignity and and uh, and to show that your own self worth, and those are the kinds of things that I saw. Those are the kinds of uh, examples that. Uh, the stories I was told and, and the ideas that I heard that really kind of shaped me and, and, and got me thinking 
um, I'm really excited for you to talk about your books uh, and the work that you've done, you know, um, uh, bringing uh, the delight in today, which is one of your earlier books, and then 365 Black uh, Nuggets on the Wisdom uh, of Each Day of the Year, and then uh, the Life of Taxes and Education book. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, all of those. Those are very important books, and particularly we're talking about, you know, um, identity and self-identity. Um, even, you know, being a president of the United States, you know, looking at Barack Obama, the, the onslaught, the insults that he has to deal with being the president of the United States, the trustees connecting what young brothers and sisters in our community go through on a daily basis. And I think that's why you work so important, because you say, hey, let's deal with this through um, being in a positive environment. So share with us about how you do, what you were trying to promote in those books. Well, a big of the like into a new day, um, is my second book, uh, it deal, and it was uh, dealing with rights, African Center Rights of Passage. And I, I, it's a second edition that's, that's, that has just come out here in uh, uh, the last couple of months. But the idea is looking at this process, this African Center Rights of Passage process. And one of the things that I've come to understand and, and, and begin to advocate for is rights of passage is to human development as water is to fish, as it, it's just a, if you talk about how humans learn, grow, move from one stage to the next, become members of, of a group, we're talking about rites of passage, so much so that I think it's, it's really a part of what it means to be human. Right. And I was talking to somebody the other day, and we was talking about how a lot of these things that, you know, we kind of talk about when we were growing up, you know, when, when we were growing up, if I was in trouble in school, by the time I got home, my parents knew about it, or if we was out in the community, we was out in the neighborhood, if I was messing up, other parents, other people in our community felt comfortable chastising us, or even, even protecting us when we needed to be protected, but had that extended family, and we lost so much of that because it's so easy to go through the whole day today without even making a human contact, without going face-to-face -face with someone. But while it's easy to do that, it, it makes it no less important to our humanity to be involved consciously now in that process. And that's what Rights of Passage is about. And about and what that does is provide a, a foundation for an identity, right, that allows you, allows our children particularly, to enter into a world that often does not have their best interests at heart, that often projects these ideas and images of them, of what it means to be black, that's not rooted in our own history, but rooted in somebody else's interpretation, somebody else's ideas of what it means to be black. And if they're not equipped through rights of passage, if they're not equipped through understanding uh, those cultural heritage and, and, and having those basic building blocks for positive identity development, if they're not equipped for that, then they'll take these other ideas, these other interpretations, and try to build an identity based on that. So we see our young black males particularly, but young black youth, or youth in general, that they try to mimic these images that they see in the media, even though their reality, the truth of the matter is detached from that. We as even, if you listen to us talk about 
little children, we often will adopt a narrative that's inconsistent with the facts. Like, uh, we're talking about more black men in prison than in college, you know, that kind of nonsense. And the reality is, no, that's not quite true. The reality is that when you look at from 18 to 24, there are, more, there are almost three times as many black men in college than in prison. But we are so quick to believe and to accept the negative narrative because so much of what we've used to build our identity is, is inconsistent with our heritage and our culture. And Rites of Passage is meant to reconnect us in a way that we can build authentic identities, authentic selves that gives us the resilience, that gives us uh, 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 the power to go into a community, go into a world, and maintain our sanity. Right. It's an we need to talk about, and talk about with so much passion, because we saw a, a life of passion movement um, that took place in, I would say, the early, like, well, it's, you know, early 60s and you know, 80s, 90s. But we saw a tapering off of it just a little bit when we saw this whole new movement toward popular culture, and like you mentioned, the access to so many images that are outside of our community that you know, I, I call it the invasion of our community, that brought in another identity to our community. And all of a sudden, we we, we saw uh, organizations kind of get away from this African-centered uh, concept of developing uh, young black men and decided, hey, let's go with pop Let's use pop culture as a way of empowering our young people. And, and, and that really, you know, really bothered me. Yeah, yeah, but you're seeing people come back to that. You're seeing some real, uh, uh, some real nice work that's going out uh, about re-examining this image and, and questioning uh, these identities that that's out there. And I think, particularly with the, the election of Barack Obama, this new image of, of what it means to be black, uh, a black and male, particularly given that in many ways, Barack. Oh, oh, uh, black identity was something that he chose, constantly chose to become, uh, which I think brought uh, uh, a real, brought a reason to kind of re-examine that. And then, of course, uh, Michelle Obama and the choices, the choices that she made in regard to, in, or in relationship to, to him, began to re-examine that relationship. I think we're seeing more people now coming back to. The, uh, uh, the idea of black identity and, and, and the deliberate effort to, to uh, deliberate effort to build a black identity uh, come to research and, and rights of passage, African Center rights of passage, uh, is the benefit of that. This is Tristan Gulliver, you listen to Literary Nation Talk Radio. I'm on the phone with Dr. Mathias uh, Gargis. For those of you who are trying to call in right now, uh, please, uh, we're trying to finish our conversation. We'll take questions from you via, uh, you can post it on my Facebook page, you can you can uh, tweet it to me. But right now, I'm going to engage in this conversation with the book. It's very important. His books he has out is so important to the development of our, uh, of our community. And I really want to... Let me get as much time as I can get in. So, we'll, again, hit me on Facebook or you can hit me via tweet and I will respond to the questions that you do have. So, uh, uh, please uh, refrain from calling to the studio because I really want to get this brother in. But, again, let's talk about, you know, you, you're an educator, you've um, engaged in um, working with young people in the educational system. Let's talk about it a little bit, a little bit because we see the 
number uh, of black boys. We did mention uh, a significant number of black boys that are going to college, graduating from college. But we also see a very alarming number of young boys who are not graduating from high school. And we know what that 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 what happens when those young males are not uh, sufficiently educated and, and put out here in this society. They was where uh, the 21st century is going to be highly technological. It's going to be an intellectual based uh, work environment. Um, how do we, uh, you know, address those issues as a community via a rights of passage uh, type approach? Well, again, I think it, it, it comes to addressing the narrative. Uh, addressing, when I say narrative, the story that we tell ourselves, the story that we use to build our identity. And a part of that is understanding that building success is normal. The idea of being uh, it may not be, you know, LeBron James, but building the idea that being prepared, recognizing uh, that your preparation, celebrating that you are uh, preparing yourself, celebrating your accomplishments, celebrating your transition from uh, 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 not being prepared to being prepared. Doing those kinds of very simple things help to establish the, the normality of graduating from high school, the importance of providing for your family, the importance of being successful in the context of your ability to be competent at a skill, to be able to uh, use that competency in that skill to provide for your family is what good, normal men, black men do and celebrate that. And that's essentially what Rights of Passage is about. To say that when I look at my three-year-old son and I project out that he's going to graduate from college, if I look at that, if I have that in mind now when he's three years old, then that determines the kind of ways I interact with him even now. So if it comes down to do I have to buy, should I buy a gaming system or do I buy a computer? Well, if he's going to graduate from college, well, he's going to get the computer first. If he's graduating from college, does he take college, does he take general math or does he take algebra one? Well, he takes algebra one because he's graduated from college. That's the power of rights of passage. Rights of passage simply states that we project we look out to the future. What what kind of person, what member do we want to be a part of our society? And then let that then judge and be the, 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 the yardstick by which we make decisions now. So that when he reaches that point in the future, he has been prepared to do what it is that he's you know, meant to do at that point. And the other side of it is, when... You're able to project out, when you're able to see your future self, you're able to make decisions now about your actions. Rights of Passage doesn't guarantee that you know, our, young, our, our kids won't mess up. It doesn't guarantee that a person doesn't make mistakes. But it does say when that person makes a mistake, it is a, it becomes a yardstick for them to be able to realize, you know what, I shouldn't be here. This is not normal for me. This is not right for me. We we uh, we all talk about the we know the story of the prodigal son, right? Right. It's his it's when he's in the pigsty 
now he realized, you know what? In my father's house, I didn't, you know, he had that message. He was he was prepared to be something other than a person laying in the pig stop. That's the power of rites of passage. So when we are working with our young people, helping them to see their future selves, connecting them to the heritage that has already been established, and, and they understand that they are part of that continuum from the, from the work and the efforts of the past that projects them into a future. So when they find themselves currently in a situation, they can realize, you know what, I wasn't, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not, you know, then again, it doesn't guarantee that they won't make a mistake, but it does guarantee that they have a yardstick to say, you know what, this is not right for me. Or they can have a yardstick to say, you know what, this is right for me. And that's the power of rights of passage. And that's why we have to get back to that. And it gives kids, it gives students, it gives us the resiliency to make it through hard times. It gives us the resiliency to persevere. Even when we talk about, uh, I know in the HBCUs, we, we, um, we see these things with um, hazing now. You know, some of the, some of the, well, not now, but you know, some of the things that has come to light here recently. Right. You think about hazing, hazing is a struggle without purpose. Well, when we talk about rights of passage, 
model. We're not just talking about this program. We're not because uh, one of the things that that I uh, always frustrated me, especially when the rest of passes was, was as you said, was hot for a while. It was you know popular, particularly uh, various agencies would come up and you know they would things would get red, black, and green, and they would call out a name and they play some drums and boom, 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 everybody said passes. No, no, no. You know, that's a, it might have been a very nice program. Uh, but Rites of Passage is about this process, this four-stage process of preparation, separation, transition, reincorporation. And a part of that process, a part of that model then becomes the, the importance of the village, right? The creator, the unborn, the, the ancestors, the elders, the nation builders, the youth. Uh, all those are part of the village, and each one of them has a role to play. The, the importance of sacred knowledge. Understanding what is that knowledge that that transforms us? You know, we talk about you know. Even sometimes we talk about our, our young people. You know, there's certain things they don't need to know right now. Because why? Possessing that knowledge steals their youth from them. So, being able to have that conversation about sacred knowledge, even to accept and talk about in the community what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a part of this community, what it means to be a, you know, a part of this family. I have to work out with my children. This is what it means to be a part of the Goggins family, right? To be my children. Here's what this means. But do so with the humility of I'm not perfect and the Creator has created them with a special, with a special intent and that I can never dare speak for the Creator absolutely, but here's what I know based upon my interaction with the Creator. You know, so, so the Rites of Passage model becomes this really totally involving wraparound understanding of, of membership humanity. And it's not just about doing the program. The program, uh, apart from this complete understanding of a process, this becomes another nice program. Right. Life Surpasses is really about understanding. And, and, and those are the kinds of things I talk about in bringing the light into the new day. Uh, and where they can get more information about this, if they go to my website, successfulacademics.com, all one word, uh, Successful Academics. Uh-huh. All, all one word. All one word. It's also uh, on my Facebook page uh, today. For those, uh, I've been posting on Twitter as well. The link is there. Reach out to the brother as you can see. Uh, what he's advocating and promoting. He has books and material. Three books he, he's talked about. I really want to get my hands on that. Uh, the, the wisdom uh, nuggets. Um, so we, I really didn't talk about that, but yeah, this, that's a that's simple, real quick. That is just uh, a lot of the sayings and the things that we know, uh, different quotes that's organized for a quote a day, each day of the year. That's what 365 uh, comes from. And it's just organized in a way that allows you to, you know, just have a thought of a day and just kind of meditate on it and, and think about it. Yeah, I definitely want to have you back on, brother, because uh, I want to, you know, finish it. There's a lot more we can uh, talk about. I definitely want, want to have you all for my listeners out there. Again, what's that website? Successfulacademics.com. Successfulacademics.com. And, and they have links to my other websites and other, uh, connect to me on Facebook and Twitter and all the rest of that.
But if you go to successfulacademics.com, you can get all that information. And trust me, you, it's worth your visit to his uh, website. But, but Dr. Gox, thank you so much for being a part of Literary Nation. I really appreciate it. Hey, love it. Great. Let's, uh, hopefully we'll be talking again. Okay, peace. Okay, peace. We're going to take a short break. When I come back, I'm going to be talking to uh, Professor Gloria Brown Marshall uh, about the upcoming elections and other things.